Welcome to the Digital Broker Podcast with me, Ryan Deeds, where we help agents and brokers drive profitability through operational excellence. Welcome to another episode of the Digital Broker with me, Ryan Deeds, in the podcast where we talk about employee engagement, technological adoption, efficiency, and really making your agency a cool place to work, to work with from clients, customers, carriers, vendors, and employees. Big shout out to NDO for putting this on for us. They're educating our distribution channel in the insurance agency space, www.useindio.com. If you don't know them, you should check them out. They're a great company. They help your clients get their data together in one easy space. Makes you look cool. You don't have to say you're different. You get to show that you're different. Today, I've got two buddies of mine with me. I've got Melissa, who's showing me a little dang on minion doll on video, <laughs> knocking, my, knocking my, my concentration off. But that's why I love her. And I've got Asia Hurley. Hello. What's up, guys? How are you? Brief introductions to both, for both you guys. Melissa. <laughs> I'm Melissa Wilder. I'm a senior account manager. I've been in the business about 28 years now, um, doing everything from production to account management to account executive. Um, my name is Asia Hurley. I work at Scott Insurance. I'm a commercial analyst there, um, which is essentially the same thing as an account manager. Um, I have, I started, uh, you know, in my baby years at State Farm, worked my way into commercial insurance and did everything from an assistant to account manager to account executive. So yeah, about seven years all in now. <laughs> so I think today... I wanted to talk about everybody has bad days, right? Everybody has bad days. And I wanted to talk about worst days ever, you know, um, and what companies can do and what employees can do to get over those days. You know, I, I, I'm excited to have you guys on. I, I've had different people that have been outside the space on and it's awesome getting back to the roots of uh, kind of why I started this, which was, really to help account managers, right? I mean, oftentimes a bad day for an account manager is controllable by external forces um, that, 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 are, that, that could be controlled by the agency. And so I thought we'd talk through some bad days and then talk through some concepts and ideas on what agencies might be able to do to help reduce that, uh, those kind of days. And so as you guys think through it, what's the worst day that, that you remember? We don't have to use company names or anything like that. Broad situations. Help me understand that. I would say, I mean, my worst day probably was I was at a company and I had gotten there early. There was a lot going on. So I'm working long hours. I'm already really stressed out. And it had been a long day. I got there early, worked through lunch. I'm still there. It's like 7.30 p.m. Um, I'm still in the office and... I get a very unnecessary email from a producer and it just hurt me so much. I remember sitting there feeling like, um, here, I've been here all day. I give everything that I have to this company, to my clients. I, you know, I love what I do. I love my clients and I really, I come in here and give my all. And in one email, um, this person hurt me so much and I, I left and I was crying and you know, it was one of those situations where I thought I can't be here anymore. I'm like the last person in the office as it is. And so I left and, and I came home and was just so upset about it that evening. And 
Um, I mean, it really made me wonder if I wanted to be at that company, if I wanted to be in the industry, if I, I mean, it was, it was just that terrible. And I went in the next day and, um, you know, luckily my, my COO at the time, um, was really great. Talked to me kind of off the ledge and, you know, let me know we're here for you. We have you, this was unnecessary. Let's fix it. You know? Um, and if I wouldn't have had that backing, I think that would have been my last day at that company. Um, so I think that that could have gone one of two ways. <laughs> Luckily it went, you know, the better way where I stayed and we worked it out and had to have a conversation though. Obviously the two of us, uh, myself and the producer and, um, you know, and, and I just kind of reminded him in that conversation, I know that you're struggling. I'm struggling. Like we both have our own things going on and, um, you know, just as much as you're stressed about writing the business and bringing new business in, I'm stressed, you know, trying to, to help you do that on the back end. And really as producers and account managers, you're both very important parts of this machine, right? If one isn't operating correctly, the whole thing can't operate. So how you treat your account managers and the backing that you give them. I mean, we really are this support system in the background that sometimes, you know, it feels like sometimes people forget about that. Um, they can't do their jobs without us. And that's just the truth. And obviously we can't do ours without them. So, you know, it's just reminding each other to have respect for one another and on our hard days, lift each other up rather than knock each other down. And that's all I'll say about that, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I mean, I feel that. I mean, you know, bad days have definitely evoked change. I mean, I remember I was working at Tropicana Orange Juice and um, I'd been there about 18 months and I'd really busted my butt. And I thought they, they were, they could bring two contractors on board full time and I mean, I remember it so vividly because I had really, really, I had a new baby. I was working like crazy trying to do all the things and they brought two other folks on and it broke my heart, but it, I, I mean, I went home balling, you know, and, and it, but it, that night I looked for jobs and that's where I got my first uh, insurance agency gig. And so, you know, I think it's, it's important because I didn't have somebody that I could go to and say, Hey, this is a freaking problem. You know I mean? I just felt isolated and alone. You know, I didn't have um, a COO, CFO, anybody that I could communicate with to offload that. I just, you know, but that spurred action. And then they got mad at me when I left, you know, they were like, they, they felt betrayed or something. And so, um, but uh, I felt totally vindicated because somebody wanted me, but it, it, so I think it's interesting because companies have a, uh, if they can figure out how to help an aftermath of a bad day, we're all going to have bad days. It's going to happen, right? We're going to, you know, an employee is going to treat another employee poorly. Um, you're, somebody's miscommunication is going to happen. You're going to have internal drama. But I think the better that organizations are at having some kind of release valve, some kind of uh, life rope, you know, for them, they can they can help reduce turnover, which is such a big deal. You know, what about you, Melissa? Give me give me an example of a bad day that you've had. 
Mine is very similar. I was, I was trying to think of one a little bit different. Um, I think it went on for more time. It was little things over time. So I think that kind of culminated in a maybe probably a volcanic day, bad day, where I think sometimes there's difficulties. Um, I think producers sometimes it's easy for them to say, go do this, go do this, go do this. And they don't think about the time and the effort that it takes to do those things. And, you know, you can just say, go do this, go do this. Well, somebody's trying to do these three or four or five things and you want them all in a very short time span. And as we all know, insurance is, is detail oriented. It takes some time to do things. And, and I, I had really been trying to go above and beyond and just, you know, be like, okay, they just need more assurance or, you know, they need to see that I can handle this more to build up some confidence. And then maybe the relationship will get a little bit better. And it was just a ton of things all at once. And I think it just came to a head one day and it was just like, I'm doing all these things to make sure my team is good. My clients are good. You're good. And it's, I think it just came to a culmination. It's just never enough. And it was borderline disrespectful in the same vein as, as Asia was talking about. And I think when you're really trying to make something work and for somebody to be disrespectful in the workplace today, there's just not really a need for it. I mean, I think that, you know, one of the problems is if, if, if somebody is disrespectful once to a certain degree, you know, obviously there's, there's an acceptable manner of, of that, that we will forgive over time. Right. Because everybody has that moment and you don't know what's going on in their lives. And I get that. Right. But but if it, if it's a systemic thing where you've seen your friends beaten down over time and then you feel that it's almost like the tactical it's it's the conceptual made real for you right and in the it starts to make you question am i in the right place right you know? am i do i know what i'm doing like has something changed when and it's very hard you know on all aspects mentally and emotionally and everything and and i just don't think to go to what Asia was saying, you know, being able to offload that. And luckily we did have a resource within our company, within the management team that I could offload that on and who it did address it. But that culture I think is, is going away, but just people being aware of, you know, we're all human beings. We all need to get along. There is a way to couch everything come from a resource place. We've all had to have those difficult conversations with people one way or another. But I think one of the best things is to use it as a teaching moment or a way to show them a different resource instead of making that person feel bad about themselves. Well, right. I mean, it's, it's when you reach out to that, to whatever person you do, do you feel like you actually, they can actually make a difference or is it just going to be pushed under the rug, you know? And so, and for IT, it's weird, man. You know, I've when I remember a, a day very specifically there, there was an employee that used to uh, diminish employees around them. And I'd been, I was floating on like two or three hours of sleep for like a week, just coding like crazy, building all kinds of stuff. And it, I mean, it was still, it was, it, but it was one of those moments of disrespect where that person asked for some help. I thought that person was being snarky 
and I just exploded. And I mean, it doesn't happen. It happens like every decade. You know, it doesn't happen a lot. I mean, that's, and I get that. Everybody has a bad day. I think, you know, I know you're cool. So of course I'm going to stick up for you because I know that's not you. So I just, I had to interject. That's not you. And what I'm addressing is more of a, that is the culture. Right. Absolutely. I mean, and, and even in that cult, I mean, even in that situation, I mean, I got put on probation and they were very serious about it. And I was very serious about it. Cause I mean, I wouldn't want to be on the receiving end of me in that moment. You know, I definitely wasn't in my best place. Um, you know, and so, but I think that that's, that's a big deal. You know, if, if, if behaviors are consistently occurring, then leadership needs to take a hard look at why that's happening, you know? And as an employee, if you're listening to this, do you feel like you have a resource to go to when you hit those bad days? And as a company, do you, have you provided some mechanism that your employees know about um, so you can help reduce turnover? Because if that employee, I mean, and, and I do think it's reducing the producer to account manager friction. This isn't a producer bashing session, but I do feel like a lot of account managers' worst days mm -hmm. probably come from friction between a producer that is running rampant or, or maybe has set a pattern of behavior that's become acceptable mm -hmm. um, and people just get fed up with it. Yeah. And you're right. It's, it's not a producer bashing session because there's, also been a lot of producers who have been so great and they're part of the reason that you are able to do what you do on a daily basis because they give you that support. But I would agree with that. I mean, a lot of times it really is that friction between the two of those people that can hinder you. And then also, you know, having kind of like you have procedures in place just for general processes, um, having procedures in place for, you know, when employees, if you've got several employees as a company, um, as upper management, human resources, if you are getting several complaints on the same person from several people, and then kind of like you said earlier, Ryan, things are getting swept under the rug, that's kind of a bad look. I mean, you know, and you've got these same things going on, and then you've got some people who um, you know, maybe it's, it's very situational. We're going to get onto this person for not doing this, this, and this, but then when this person does it, it's kind of overlooked, you know, because maybe they're a producer or maybe, you know, and it, it really should be a fair playing field for everybody. If one is wrong, the other is wrong. If one is right, the other is right. Everybody should be equal in that way. And that's really hard, I think, too, from an account manager perspective. And I'm sure it's hard from a producer perspective, too, if the roles are reversed. But it's really hard from our perspective to look and say, well, why am I constantly, you know, getting dinged for this and this, but this person does it all, all the time. And you know, just because they're a producer, they're allowed to get away with it. That's very disheartening. No, I agree. I do. I think that, you know, as I look at leaders, the, one of the things that I like to see the most is fairness, you know, where we all feel like our personal, how much we care about the position that we're in, 
how much work we put forth and what and how much contribution we can individually do is rewarded for that you know and i mean i think being a part of a team player is absolutely about that you know i that that would be that was always a struggle for me in every role that i've ever had is individuals that would try to diminish the contributions of others or try to hold others back because they felt like they might there there i don't know there's some kind of weird protectionism and that, that and i see that sometimes in senior account managers in new account managers that come in as well right you know i'm a senior account manager i've i've been doing this game thing for 25 years oh you're you've been in the game 5 years let me put you in your place and maybe i'm not as open as i should be to 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 the information or or to sharing and mistakes that are there you know and and that's that's just a challenge you know what do you guys think companies can do to help first reduce those days i mean both of you guys had said that your your worst days came when you were working late contributing hard unnoticed right i mean you felt unnoticed and you know it definitely not in the right way you know it's not like your ceo came over you know you're there at seven o'clock pat you on the back and says hey thanks a bunch for working you know i we really appreciate it and i think so often we work hard and over time the contribution that we have gets taken for granted because we set the expectation for our behavior right like oh yeah that person's awesome there like uh, you know two years people would be really impressed with what i did for two years and then year three they'd be like oh yeah that's just ryan <laughs> you know right. right he does that all the time yeah. right right and, and so, I mean, what can companies do that, that can help, you know, set a framework to reduce those um, moments? And then on inversely, once you have those moments, you know, to be, I, I like your idea of having some kind of process, some kind of resource that you reach out to. And I've never really seen that. I mean, I re if I have a bad day at work, there's somebody I go and vent to that won't fire me. That's what I think, <laughs> you know. <laughs> to touch on what... I mean, this is a little off topic, but it kind of fits in. You were talking about the senior account manager, you know, kind of controlling the younger account manager, or it's just, it seems to most of these things go back to a level of iniquity between the two parties involved. For me, I think one thing that does help in a, in a way, in a non-managerial way is having a mentor, mm -hmm. a mentor that you can go to, um, if you're the senior account manager, you yourself need to be a mentor. You don't need to be holding somebody back. You need to share that knowledge and bring that young account manager up because there's nothing more important. You need to build others up. But I also think it's important for even senior account managers to have that mentor because that saves me so many times to go to who is like, yes, this is not a good situation it, you know, management's aware of it, it's trying to be fixed, but can you look at it this way? Can you, you know, just to kind of let you discuss it and give you. Right, it's a trusted party that's not, that that's kind of non-biased. I can say, yeah, maybe you're overreacting or no, you know, that's, that is significant, you know. Let, right. Let's see how we can deal with that. No, I like that idea. And I think I talked about that on the podcast we did about millennials and insurance. That was a big thing I hit on you know, for me was having a, a good mentor. So I totally agree with that. That's, you know, when you've got somebody, that's an easy thing a company can do that doesn't cost them any money is to designate a mentor for somebody coming in. Because sometimes that can be the difference in you having 
a good day, a bad day, or your worst day. You know, the bad days you can get through. The, the days that are, feel like you're, they're your worst, those are the ones that are really tough to overcome. So having a mentor can really, can really diffuse that. I agree. I mean, and I think like you said, that's a low cost option. It's not operationally heavy. I think it, it works in both people's favor. It works in the mentor's favor. It works in the mentee's favor. Mentee, I don't know if that's the right word because I want to, it sounds like something. We're going to make it a word. It's a, it's a word, mentee. It's a word. Um, and yeah, I think it's interesting. I never really thought about it from an aspect of an advocate on a bad day but I, it totally makes sense, you know, and I'm betting, you know, again, that's like a proactive approach to doing it where, because you don't know if it's a politics thing, especially if you're new, you know, I mean, new being, I've been there for nine months. These people average 10 years, you know, eight years, you know, they know a lot more about it than I do. If I had somebody that had been in the game for a long time that I can bounce stuff off of, they can be like, Oh no, that's just Betty, you know? And okay. So maybe I can take that a little bit better or maybe that's a problem, you know, but I think the mentor is a really, really strong concept for a, a, a helping turnover in those situations. And I would probably add to that, you know, just companies really paying attention how much time their employees are spending mm -hmm. at work and working because it is so easy to burn yourself out quickly when you're working long hours for a, a lot of days. Um, you know, if you're, if that's something you're consistently doing, it's one thing if you've got a heavy renewal, Hey, I've got to work a weekend. I've got to work some late nights. Like we all have been there, done that. But when it becomes an expectation, well, Hey, you know, this person, they stay here all the time. We know they're going to get the job done. That's wrong because then you're just as much part of that problem they're going to get burnt out. You as leadership need to recognize that and say, Hey, you are going to burn yourself out. You need to go home. You know, that's something that, um, you know, the company I'm at now, they've actually got some really strict guidelines on that because they really, really preach this work life balance. Like you're here to do your job between these hours and if you're doing it outside of these hours, like, yes, maybe sometimes it's necessary, but we want to know why you're doing it outside of these hours, because if we're giving you too much work, we need to know, or if we're not giving you enough work, we need to know, you know, right. really, really finding that work-life balance. And, you know, sometimes it does take the leadership. And that's another thing. If you've got a mentor, you know, sometimes leadership can't see if you've got a lot of employees, you know they've got a lot of people to watch over as a mentor. That's another thing that they can, you know, that can kind of be like their second set of eyes. Hey, is Asia working way too much? Do we need to like, you know, send in the troops and, you know, get things calmed down on that desk. I mean, you know, what, what do we need to do? So. Yeah. I mean, I think that if, if I think appreciation goes such a long way, you know, and I, I feel like if a company doesn't know that your employees breaking themselves to do the job, then you have the wrong managers in place. Yeah. You know, and oftentimes we, we, we have understaffed managers. We have, un, you know, they're holding a book, they're doing 10 billion things. The last thing they're worried about is how long X person whose salary is working. You know, and then they get surprised when you have a bad freaking day, you blow up and you change jobs because 
you got taken for granted. No one said thank you to you. And I mean, it's amazing how much a thank you can go, you know, it is. Uh, just because just you feel seen for a minute. You're like, oh, my God, I feel so good. Yeah. You know? and it's sometimes, you know, it's not like we come in and we expect a pat on the back every day for doing our jobs because, yeah, ultimately, that's what we're paid to do. We come in, we do this work and we know that that's our job. But, but yeah, something as simple as a thank you or, you know, a nice like Slack message or email or whatever, just saying, hey, we really appreciate you or, you know, just once every now and again is really very nice. <laughs> and PTO really, days. Really just give me a PTO day, right? Give me. Oh, you know. yes. Yes. <laughs> or a remote day. That was something I was listening to one of your podcasts. I think it was Heather down in Texas. Maybe. Oh yeah. She's they're awesome. And they book trips for people. I mean, <laughs> that was insane. That's amazing. That is really amazing. It's just like, do you, are you hiring? <laughs> <laughs> I'm on my Texas. way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're awesome. High point. Yeah. She's cool. She's really cool. Guys, listeners, I hope you guys took something away from that. You know, everybody's going to have bad days in the industry and at our jobs, regardless of where we are. I think there are some, some ways that you can help reduce the impact of those bad days, be that provide a proactive mentor to an individual, which I just think is an awesome, there's so many wins to, to, to that concept across the board. Um, and that's just another one to having some kind of, Hey, if you run into an issue, you know, if you're having a terrible time, don't take it to HR. I mean, HR is a great resource, but so many times if I go to HR, I feel like I'm making a formal complaint and sometimes I don't, I don't want it to go that far. I just, I need to offload, have somebody hear me and, and then help me decide if action needs to happen. So many times, once I vent to somebody, it releases the demon from me and it's like, okay, I feel better now. I can go and get a beer and be happy, you know? So thank you guys for listening. Melissa Asia, thank you so much for being on with me. Thanks. If you've had a... If you guys have had a worse day, I'd love to hear about them in our little uh, LinkedIn group. It's not too active, but we constantly get people in there, and I'm always kind of thinking about what the heck we're going to do with it. So thanks for listening. Big shout out to Indio, www.useindio.com. If you don't know them, you should. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks a bunch. This podcast is brought to you by Indio Technologies. Indio simplifies the insurance application process for brokers and their clients. When using Indio, the process is fast, easy, and ENO free, saving your agency time and money. You can learn more about Indio and register for a one on one demo at www.useindio.com slash podcast. That's www.useindio.com slash podcast.